The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your boy, young handheld microphone, aka Mr. Forgot to have a drink of water before I started pressing record, so I'm going to try and drink it one handed right now on the slide without you really noticing. A.K.A. Mr. Smooth Transition out of drinking a mouthful of water you didn't even realise. A.K.A. Young should have also had my inhaler and a drink of water before I started recording this podcast. A.K.A. Turning myself up with my headphones a little bit so I can hear myself better. A.K.A. Mr. I wonder if you get bored of these long intros... Your fucking boy, Jack Fox. And it's time for another episode of your favourite podcast, Tired and Inspired. Now, full disclosure, before we fully get into this episode today, um, it's been another sweltering day here in sunny old South Shields. Um... And it's been one of them weird days where I've had, like, boring admin stuff to do. The shit you have to do, like, the shit you have to do when you're, like, you know, uh, like, an entertainer. I use that in quotes because I don't really like that phrase. But you know what I mean? Like, a comedian, musician, whatever. Um, It's, like, 80% admin, uh, 10% traveling. 5% 5% waiting at the venue to actually go on, then 5% performing. Actually, for me, it's like it's probably like 2% waiting for the audience to stop clapping for us, 3% performing because I just get like long applause breaks. I'm just kidding, but but it's mostly like admin work. It's like it's like you know, when you go when you're applying for jobs and you'll apply for like 50 jobs and then you'll get you only get you only get replies for like 10 to go to interviews, and then you'll only hear back from, like, one of those jobs. But you know what I mean? Like, you apply for 900 gigs, you get three replies, and two of them are saying, sorry, the gig's already been taken. And then one of them's like, yeah, okay, you can come down to Grimsby on a Thursday for 70 quid. You go, oh, all right, fine, I suppose I'll do it. Um, But, yes, yeah, we one of them days today, admin day. Uh... And it's just been so hot that um, about half an hour ago, um, I just woke up from falling asleep, like on this on the sofa, like laptop open, middle of typing something, just like a narcoleptic, just fell asleep, just fully, like dry as fuck mouth. You know when you take a nap, like when you fully think I'm gonna go into bed, lie down, and have a nap, and you wake up like what forty five minutes, an hour, hour, hour and a bit later. And, like, you're so out of whack, like, your throat's so dry, you don't know if two weeks have gone by, or if, you know what I mean? Like, that's what, I, I just felt like, like, I was in a fucking 
deep sleep. I don't, know, and I woke up naturally. So, like, you know, someone must have woke us up. I don't know, but fucking hell, just be one of those days. I don't know if you can hear the fan going in the background, but that's what I mean. It's been one of those days. It's been a hot day. It's been a hot, hot, hot day. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, an admin day and stuff, and sending invoices and emails and stuff, I've come up with a plan. To make, because obviously you know, I enjoy the jobs that I do. I enjoy the things that I do, uh, but sometimes, you know, especially now it's August, Edinburgh Fringe Month. There's not a lot of gigs going on, um, so I'm trying to think of ways to get some money together. You know, I do stuff on Fiverr. I do stuff for Felt now to do all these gigs and what I do quizzes, what have you, what have you. But it's sometimes it just doesn't cut the mustard enough. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't bring home all the bacon that I'd like it to bring home. So I had an idea. I was spitballing with some friends, and it kind of came out as a joke, and I've had an idea. A new business venture, let's say. I'm going to start... This is a joke, if you will, or take it easy if you want. I'm going to start invoicing people. I'm going to start invoicing people that I see in my day-to-day life whenever I make them laugh. If you listen to this podcast and I have made you laugh, then you better check your motherfucking emails, my friend, because there's a fucking invoice coming your way. And look, my regular fee for what I charge for stand-up is none of your goddamn, goddamn, goddamn business. But there's a percentage dependent on laughs per... per... quarter... Coming your way, my friend. And look, if you've just heard me say this, and you even went, <laughs> no chance. <laughs> well, I've got news for you. It's a laugh. And there's an invoice for 46 pence coming your way. And those 46 pences are going to add up, my friend. Because you know how many people listen to this? You know how many people listen to this? We just clocked 3,000 downloads, my friend. 3,000 downloads over... 70-something episodes? Now, I'm no mathematician, but that, to me, sounds like it's getting about 100 downloads per episode. I'm no mathematician here, but there's something keeping the public coming back. And if I was a betting man, my friend, I would bet on that thing that keeps the public coming back is my humour, in which case... All of you guys are getting these invoices. 46 pence, £3.33, pence. They're all going for ranges, and they're all going to add up. And then listen to this. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's my bank, buddy. You know when you're out with your friends, and you're sitting in a pub, and it's one of them, one of them, uh situations where somebody says something that's funny and then somebody else tags something on that's also funny and then somebody else tags something on that's also funny and then like all of you guys are just like rolling around on the floor laughing. I'm fucking, I'm sitting, what I'm doing is I'm sitting in the corner with a pair of glasses on and one of those visor caps and a fucking long cigarette out of my mouth, one of those old timey calculators. And that's me working out how much you motherfuckers owe me for that tag on that bit about how one of my friends got drunk 
and had a one-night stand with a waitress that now works at the pub that we're working at. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. I'm done. I'm done giving out laughs for free. I've been giving out laughs for free. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Look, I'm just, I might have to invoice myself for that because I made myself laugh for that. Do you know who I am? You're all getting invoiced for these jokes. Imagine, imagine. Just imagine. Surely some of you have got that one friend that thinks it's actually not a bad idea. See this drink of water. <sighs> I have to resort to OnlyFans. I've got no. Uh, you, you've you've heard my uh, views on OnlyFans. I've got no qualms with OnlyFans. Uh, speaking of my dick, the men listening to this will understand. The men listening to this conversation will understand. This is just something I just want a little a little tidbit that I want to throw out there. Um, I, as a grown man, can't speak for all men, but I know this is a this is an issue. But I have anxiety every time I go to the toilet, especially in public, and I have a pee, and then I put the old the mouse back in the house. Why? Why? Every time, is there a little bit that hasn't left? The station yet, there's still a little bit of a bullet in the chamber that only decides to release once the mouse is back in the house. Now, I'm walking around. So, I, I go to the pub with my friends. I'm sending them invoices left, right, and center. We're all having a laugh. We're all getting food, and I'm thinking I'm going to get reimbursed for this food because of the laughter and the pure joy that I'm bringing to these guys' faces. But of course, I need to go to the bathroom. I've been drinking too many Pepsi Maxes because it's the only sip that counts. We know all of this information to be factual. I go to the toilet, t- t- take it out, do do the thing at the urinal, put it back in, there's still some left in the chamber. Now, I'm walking around the Witherspoons, the Woodhaw in South Shields, that's behind where Dusk used to be, thinking that I've got a fucking outline of the map of Africa in my pants, and I'm curious that everybody's looking at it. Because I'm wearing... I've, at the minute, I've got red shorts on. If you spill a little bit of water on these red shorts, it's coming up. And if it's around the penal area, you're going to notice it. If there's any males out there that understand my pain, and I'm sure there is, and have any solutions, holler at your boy. Because I'm living in constant anxiety and constant fear of this happening everywhere I go. And I don't want to do it at a venue and then go on stage where I'm on a stage and everybody's sitting down in the eye level with us, and there's just a fucking outline that looks like the fucking Snapchat logo. <laughs> invoice myself for that one. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right, you know what I'm saying. All right. It's time for a quick word from our sponsors. This week's episode of Tired and Inspired is brought to you by Fox Finances. 
Have you recently laughed at anything Jack Fox has said? Then you owe us a bag. Please send your money to Jack Fox immediately or we will have to pay you a visit in the middle of the night. Thanks for listening. All right, while I've got you here, I've got a gig this weekend in South Shields, the 13th Saturday I'm supporting my boy Sam Thomas at Garden Lane in South Shields. You get a ticket from my link in my bio. You also get a free drink on the night. Garden Lane, one of the nicest venues in Shields. Got quite a few gigs coming up next month, including one that I'm very excited to announce once it's all finalised. But keep them ears peeled. Yes, keep them eyes peeled. You know how I do. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. But this Saturday, South Shields, Garden Lane. Come down for a good time. Come down for a good time. I have quite a lot of gigs coming up next month, especially next month. There's also when Christina's going to be here, so that's going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to a couple of them. A couple of them have just been confirmed that I haven't been announced yet, but I'm really looking forward to one. I got a really good nice email today. I was pretty good. I don't have a nice email because I was having a pretty bad week. I was having a pretty bad couple of days, but I got a nice email today. I'm really kind of cheering me up. I'm really looking forward to announcing this gig. It's going to be really good. There's also a few more gigs coming up that I'm really excited about. I can't quite announce yet, but also uh, if you want to hide my things coming over, I hide my little bills next week on the 21st. It's actually my mom's birthday, but I don't feel so good. It's my birthday. It's my and Jesus Christ, and we're back. I did legitimately run out of breath there, so I'm glad we're back. Um, we are back in this bitch. Um, yeah, man, I haven't been having a great week. Don't know, just felt kind of fucking shit over the last couple of days. But uh, there you go. It is what it is. Um, listen to the uh, because I was feeling a bit down. Want to listen to some like you know sort of emo music. I listened to the new um. Pool Kids, that's P-O-O-L-K-I-D-S, Pool Kids album. And fucking hell, that's great, man. I first found, I mean, I know I know Pool, I'm not trying to be the dickhead that's like, oh, you haven't heard of them, but I know they're not like a huge band. Um, I saw um, Hayley Williams tweeted about them, I think, a long time ago um, from Paramore, and she said she liked them, so, you know, obviously that drives people to check them out. So I checked them out, they're, they're really good. And then they've just released a debut album, it's fucking incredible, man. Some of the lyrics and... Uh, vocal melodies and stuff are fucking excellent um so i was thinking of doing the thing i don't know how up my own arse it is to do like a recommendation type segment or something on on this uh podcast but i I don't know i might just every now and then just tell you something i've been listening to or watching um but the new pool kids album really really good really good highly recommend it's uh, it's just called pool kids it's self-titled and if you're into that sort of it's it's not like um you know, Paramore are like accessible emo, I would say, you know. But Pool Kids has a bit more there's a bit like more technical guitars into it, different time signatures. But some of the lyrics and the music videos as well that they've got on YouTube. Very good. Um in fact in fact, there's one for you. They've got a song called Five Dollar Subtweet. Five Dollar Subtweet. And that music venue music venue, music video influenced the shotgun hotline video so how do you like them apples an emo and hardcore emo band influenced the shotgun hotline video but whatever either way um that's me recommendation maybe i'll do maybe i'll do a, a weekly recommendation which will be shit because i really do i do the same thing i don't listen to a lot of music these days um but he has another he has two for one he has two for one right um i'm getting to the point in my life where I would rather watch a documentary about how 
the film or album or comedy special was made rather than the actual fucking thing itself. So I watched the uh, Bill Burr special. I watched the new Whitney Cummins special. And I enjoyed them for what they were. People telling jokes. Some of the best in the world uh, are telling jokes, especially. And I enjoyed them. But I was watching the Bill Burr special live at Red Rocks. And I was like, it's too long. It should be an hour. You did like an hour 20. And... Time is really important when you do. I'm not telling Bill Burr to do comedy. It was still very good, but um. So, and as I was watching, I was thinking I would love to have seen the process of him going to clubs and working out this material, uh, and then eventually taking it to Red Rocks. You know, one of the most like, iconic venues, music, music entertainment venues in the world, really. Um, and then when I saw this, kind of ties in. This this is a thought that I've had for a while, but this ties in with. The new Woodstock documentary on Netflix. I watched them all last night because they're very easy to watch, and I have had a bad couple of days where I felt sad, so I just needed something to take away. Nothing's, and Jesus fucking motherfucking Christ! This, I mean, it's be the talk of all my musician friends. This Woodstock documentary, and the first like, well, there's only three episodes. So the first two episodes, I was kind of like. As uh, has anybody been to a music festival? This is just what a music festival is. Like I went to Leeds. Fe- I've been to three Leeds festivals three years in a row because the first time that the Red Hot Chili Peppers were playing it, then Radiohead, the Rage Against Machine, my three favorite band, probably my three favorite bands of all time, were playing three years in a row. So I was best, definitely going to go. And it's chaos. It is undoubtedly chaos. The, there's no rules. There's no laws. There should be. But this Woodstock. It, this Woodstock in particular, 99, seemed like every other music festival on crack. You know what I mean? It seemed like chaos times fucking 20. If you haven't seen it, I mean, go watch it. If you have any interest in like music at all, then go watch it. it just, it's just fucking... And obviously, the Chili Peppers make an appearance between me, Happy, Limp Bizkit are on there as well, which is kind of funny. Um, but these motherfuckers, man, these guys who run this... Uh, who, who ran the festival... That fucking smarmy motherfucker. I wish I could remember his name. I can't remember his name now. Not the guy, who not the not Michael Lang. Michael Lang is like the guy who made Woodstock initially, and he's the weirdest looking man I've ever seen. He looks like a shoe with a face drawn on it. This fucking guy. So not him, but the other guy. His business partner seemed like a right fucking knobhead. And his only interest was making money, and that's why he was charging five dollars for a bottle of water. And then towards the end of the festival, it was like twelve dollars because these people desperately needed what fucking bullshit, man. These guys don't give a fuck. And it, I, I was thinking about it, and it got, when I was at university, uh, the university course I had, it was one year course, and we had four teachers over the. It was just a fucking mess, right? It was similar to fucking Woodstock was a mess but we had one teacher who wasn't a teacher at all but it definitely was just like a failed he was like a failed musician i did a music course it was called music enterprise it was learning all about the business side of music right it was it was bullshit i pretty much only did it because i had an interest in i didn't really want to do it but i had a slight interest in the music business and i wanted another year of student finance and more student loans but whatever uh i forget this guy's name no dave dave riley maybe was his name and I remember one day he came in to teach us a lesson, literally teach us a lesson. That's not like a metaphor for going to teach them a lesson. Um, and 
he said the music industry he was he this guy's definitely been on the brink of being signed to a record label and then it fell through and since then he's turned to teaching. This is definitely what happened. Looking back now in hindsight, I can definitely see how his whole life panned out. You're not supposed you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but this guy, I have read the blurb, I have Wikipedia this particular book, I have bootlegged the fucking movie this book is about, right? I know exactly how this is gonna work. So Dave Riley comes in, he's got a fucking Somebody's pissed in this guy's cornflakes this morning, right? He's got a hump about something. And he says, the music industry is basically suits versus T-shirts. And as soon as he said that, everything, not even in my music career, not even in my world of music, everything in my fucking life clicked. It suits, S-U-I-T-S, suits versus t-shirts everything in the world is people in fucking suits who make these fucking stupid decisions to put woodstock on 99 and make it unsafe for these kids that are running around trying to have a good time who are wearing t-shirts right do you understand what i'm saying and it's not literally suits versus t-shirts but it's the suits versus the people that wear the t-shirts that's what he said the music industry is and i think it's applicable for all for everything in life it's Everything in life is suits versus t-shirts. And at the minute, I'm wearing a vest. So I don't know where the fuck that leaves me. But I'm a fucking t-shirt. And I know if you're listening to this, you are also a t-shirt. It's suits versus t-shirts. man. And these guys organizing Woodstocks were fucking suits. This guy held a meeting with everybody. And he was like, uh, you know, we're very excited to have one of the biggest music festivals ever in the world. But of course, this is... A uh, what did he say? Is a is a fin- is for financial gain as well. Like like the second sentence this guy had in this meeting with all the investors, with all the uh, crew and everything was like. But by the way, don't forget this is a financial situation thing. And he cut back on secure. The one thing you don't really want to cut back on at a fucking music festival with two hundred fifty thousand people is security. The amount of like women that got assaulted and abused. And the R word, I don't want to say it because it makes me cringe when I say it. It's horrible. Who came out afterwards and said that this happened to them. Disgusting. Which made for a very difficult wank when I was trying to wank off to it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But if you laugh to this, there's an invoice coming your way. Just letting you know. <clears throat> yeah, man, these fucking guys. And then at the end, I was like feeling really... Ang- like this Michael Lang guy, the guy who looks like his face is melting... Looks like he's the skin on his face is trying to escape from his skull, the skeleton. So at the end, it was like three months after the recording of this documentary, Michael Lang died, and you go, "Oh well, I can't." I'm not pleased that he died. He's got kids, but like, uh, am I happy now? Like, I, I don't know what happened to the other fucking guy who looks like a frog. Motherfucker. Didn't like him at all. I feel bad. But anyways, I mean, it's on Netflix. Go watch it and let me know what you think. And uh, whatever. Looks crazy. I mean, how do you how do you go about organizing a music festival in the first place? It just looks fucking bananas. Like, a, like, a pro- like not like a fe- like I can put on a fucking festival in my back garden, but like a proper festival. Like, just nuts. Um, anyways...
There you go. I also found out this week that Steve-O from Jackass has a podcast. You know, Steve-O. You know, like everybody knows Johnny Knoxville and everybody knows Steve-O. And I can't imagine... I can't imagine a worse guy to have a podcast than Steve-O because he has... It's the worst idea anybody... When Steve-O said to his friend, business partner, girlfriend, wife, boyfriend, husband, should I start a podcast? They should have said no because you have the worst voice in the universe who's listening to an hour of fucking no who's tuning in every week nailed my dick to some cardboard no 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 and every other podcast that I listen to because apparently Steve was not getting into stand up which again couldn't be who's who's listening who's paying money to sit in a venue listen to Steve will go fucking shoved up my ass uh, no he, he's not in I'm not sending he shouldn't be sending invoices for those laughs at all so the podcast artists, the comedy podcast artists, they all say Steve was like the nicest guy in the world fine great I'm glad he's not a dickhead but Jesus. That voice. Uh, all, right. all right, all right, it's probably time. It's probably time, isn't it? To wrap it up. Um. Uh. So, uh, go listen to the Pool Kids album. Very good. Um. I am playing at Garden Lane in South Shields this Saturday with Richard Ayton, Ali D, Ethan, and then me, and then Sam Thomas, my good brother Sam Thomas. Uh, if you want to get a ticket, tickets are only £5, that's £1 per act, and you get a free drink with your ticket. And the food at Garden Lane's incredible. Uh, hopefully, if the weather stays nice, it'll be an incredible setting. It's right next, sort of like right next to the town centre in South Shields as well. So it's going to be a really good night. Come along. Uh, good to see you there. Uh, I'll be doing all the usual Jack Fox hijinks and such. Um, and then Hive Mind, I mean, I'll talk about this more next week, but Hive Mind also have a gig on the 21st of August at Little Buildings in Newcastle. Uh, that'll probably sell out, actually. So if you want to come get a ticket to that. Uh, and then I've got a few more gigs to announce very soon uh, once they are all finalised and then announced. So that's be all for next month when Christina's here. Yay! All right. Uh, Go watch that Netflix documentary if you want to, and then let me know what you think about it. It's fucking nuts. But um, until then, enjoy your weekend. I don't know why I said that. Never normally sign off with that, but enjoy your weekend, anyways. And let's hope for some better football for Manchester United. All right. Love you guys. Tell a friend. All right. Bye. That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. All right, this episode's going to come in at around 27 and a half minutes. So I'm going to say that's probably about laughs per quarter, let's say um, £7.46. So if you all just PayPal me that, 
Right now, that would be great. All right, thanks. Bye.